There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back again uh, for yet another week, um, another fantastic guest. I've got uh, my my good friend Stuart Pickles on the show today. Uh, Stuart's been on the show before and has always been a fantastic guest. And we're going to talk today about how can I become an agent for change. So wherever you are in the world, I hope things are going well for you. Um, we'll Clearly, there's a lot going on right now across the globe, and uh, you know it's you know it's important we keep focus on what we're doing, and important we keep focus on making a difference every day, uh, and uh, I guess managing those uh, external those pressures and stresses that we have with uh, economics and what's going on across the globe, etc. Um, so I do hope you're you're managing and managing to navigate this uh, this challenging time. And on this show, we like to bring guests who can help you with your thinking and help you to take your thinking to a new level and take your business to a new level, elevate it, but do it in a way that contributes to a better world. Uh, do it in a way that leaves the world um, better as a result of you being in it and your business being in it, because uh, business really can make a positive contribution uh, to the world. Um, on my show last week, I had Brian Wright. Brian was a great guest. Um, Brian has a marketing agency called Yellow Yo-Yo. And uh, Brian um, talked about um, his, his um, some guiding principles around the Polestar and uh, how um, creating a very clear vision uh, can help you towards um, exit, exiting your business, having a strategy for your exit as well. So I don't know if you ever thought about that um, and what would it mean? At some point, uh, you will not be in your business. You will be um, either you know, poss possibly selling it, possibly taking a back seat, possibly retiring. Um, but if you're interested in um, having a, you know, really thinking about that, do go back and listen to that interview with Brian. It was really insightful last week. So, I want to introduce you to uh, my guest, Stuart Pickles. And and uh, as you'll have, have sensed through the show over the last you know, the weeks, months, really since the pandemic, is we're all very mindful that there's enormous amount of disruption going on in the world right now. And and, and you might be wondering, as uh, you know, I've been challenging myself too to, to think about, is how do you contribute to meaningful change? How do you make your life and the work that you do contribute to a better world and become a part of the solution and not the problem. And my guest, Stuart Pickles, he's not only a much admired client, he's become a friend now. We've known each other for almost a decade. Um, he has created a very successful coaching practice, which has a core premise of consistently, well, his core premise, sorry, is increasing the level of meaningful contribution that he makes for the world. And I really have always admired Stuart for that because we've talked about that at, um, in, in in conversations that we've had, and he's consistently focused on that that premise. and And it's lovely to see how his world has kind of blossomed and elevated, and, and the contribution he's making in all sorts of areas as a result of this uh, this guiding principle. Um, and he really is today, in my view, a really inspirational agent agent for change. And some of the things he's involved in. Um, his uh, his his own business, 
Uh, Aim Higher Leadership um, helps to around coaching and leadership and environmental sustainability. He's playing a really significant role in an organization called Climate Coaching Alliance. Um, as and he is um, helping lead that organization, which has got about two thousand members. He's uh, a non-executive of Sarsen Light, uh, which uh, we'll talk about, I'm sure, a little bit later on. Uh, he's delivering projects and has done across the globe with Leaders Quest, though he doesn't fly much anymore, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to that. Um, and uh, Aim Higher Leadership um, has also been undertaking some really really pioneering work around sustainable leadership with clients such as um, Lango Rock, which is a big construction firm. And, and, and incredibly, he's still got time to do some writing and speaking and um, around social and environmental um, issues. Uh, and he's also a co-founder of a movement in his local community, which is called Winchcombe Greentown. Uh, and uh, Winchcombe is a, a a lovely town and uh, there, there's a huge amount of work going on to ensure it becomes very environmental and Stuart's been uh, really contributing to that. So uh, a big welcome today to Stuart Pickles. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here. Yeah, and it's good again. to be with you again. So, <laughs> again, I think you've been, um, you know, there's only very few handful of guests who've been on the show three times third time lucky maybe <laughs> you are you are in a very small minority of, um, of excellent guests so um, it's good to have you have you on again and i think it's been i was looking through the archive it was five years since you were last on the show with uh, earthwatch i think it was that's right yeah steve gray yeah that's right yeah, yeah. been been um been a <laughs> while and I, I kind of wonder there's been so much going on since you've been on the show i mean we probably wouldn't have believed it if uh, if someone had said to us what was going to happen in the five years of time that you've been on the show. And I, I kind of intrigued to know, Stuart, you know, what are the what are the key things that you've learned from your experience in that time period? Have you got you know a point or two that to just stick out in your mind? Well, it's interesting to think back to that time with Steve and the work that we were starting to do with Earthwatch. Um, that was back. Um, in the time where we, you know, with not long, two years before that, we had um, Paris, um, you know, the, the climate agreement at Paris, which kind of inspired us all. And then things started moving in that direction. And then um, and then we had Brexit and then we had Trump. And it felt like um, in 2017, that would have been, it really felt like, um, you know, not a lot was happening. Um, and yet, you know, I guess we've just kept, or I've certainly just kept focusing on this area uh, of work. And, and as you said, the meaningful work. And um, and I think basically what I would say is that what you focus on, you get more of um, yeah. eventually, maybe not overnight. Um, I've, I've, as you said, I've had this guiding thought um, for ever since I started working with you, Chris. In fact, I think it was my work with you that helped me to highlight this um, and, and bring it to the fore. And um, so as a result of that, um, you know, a lot of what uh, what I'm doing now is, is is a result of just constantly focusing on that. Um, and not getting hung up on short-term goals, but just focusing on actions one day at a time. And just, you know, if what I'm doing each day is in service to that, then, you know, I'll go to bed happy. And uh, that doesn't happen every day, but um, enough days for it to make a difference. And um, I guess the other thing is is letting go. You know, you can't do everything. Um, and uh, and that's certainly been um, one of my patterns that has taken me a, long, a, long, a, lot, a large part of my life to unlearn, which is always trying to do everything. Um, you know, if you do something... Then that's good enough, and um, and and I love this phrase. You know, action breeds confidence. Um, even when it seems like there's so much 
that needs to be done. Um, any action um, that you actually get on and do can breed confidence to keep going. And uh, I think we all spend too much time worrying about uh, whether we should or shouldn't do things or how we should do them rather than just getting on and doing them and, yeah. and allowing that to generate momentum. Yeah. And and you're just going back to this this meaningful work. You know, you've always done very valuable work when it's come to uh, your sort of coaching and leadership development, et cetera, with uh, lots of clients and, and organizations. But but how would you how would you kind of define that um, that distinction between maybe that kind of work where you're helping somebody around uh, developing their thinking in their business? And how do you what's the next step up in terms of being meaningful what, for you? What What is meaningful? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, all work is meaningful um, and certainly all coaching work is meaningful if it's in service to helping people to develop and grow as humans and which is kind of what coaching is about I think um, but especially for me I, I spent 25 years in the corporate world I was a finance director um, and in that context um, I became you know increasingly uncomfortable over those years um, about the lack of well the the, the excessive focus on the profit um, with insufficient attention being paid to people on the one hand and and the environment um, more broadly. Um, and I guess, you know, over these last, uh, in this last decade, especially um, awareness has grown um, so much more in the corporate world about this, but um, I think it's still a long way to go, by the way. But um, but I personally um, got to the point, I think I, you know, mentioned last time I was on about when I had some coaching and then the journey to becoming a coach um and part of that was you know what was that about i guess it was about i, I just felt that there was more humanity that um that could be that could be um in in the organizations that i was working with and and in the leadership and what i mean by that is you know attention paid to the needs of humanity of society and uh, including the you know the environment that sustains us um and i guess over time i just became clear that um you know the purpose of business is to serve society you know we we've been we've all been conned i think by this um capitalist idea that we're we're just consumers um and and which kind of negates the notion that, that, of what who, who we really are which is we are citizens of our society yes uh, and um and you know if you really if you really think about living your life with a conscience a clear conscience how can you do that without thinking about um, the needs of society um, it's just so complacent only to worry about the profit of the organization you're working for it's just um yeah it's um it's irresponsible yeah and and it's quite a it's, it's quite a challenging one to deal with when when um organizations and capitalism are set up in such a way uh that the focus is on profit and it's on growth and you know, which requires you utilizing more exhaust sorry ex resources and uh, selling more stuff, um, whether it be products or services to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think I think the most of society um, is failing to appreciate the gravity of the situation, Chris, um, especially when it comes to the environment, but also you know the social justice agenda. Um, you know, we've got COP twenty seven coming up in Egypt and. We've got a UK prime minister who uh, we we were all hoping would be moving ourselves back in the right direction, and he's chosen not to go. Yeah, um, yeah. and yet you know, 
And, and of course, there are loads of distractions in the short term, you know, COVID, Ukraine, Russia, cost of living crisis, energy, food, um, supply chains. I mean, um, there's there's so much that we need to pay attention to. But the truth is, this is, you know, this is probably the biggest problem of them all um, when I'm talking about the environment. And, um, and you know, it may be too late. I mean, um, you know, there are some people that believe that it's too late to mitigate uh, climate change and that all we need all, all we need to do is focus on adaptation. Uh, the likes of Jem Bendel and others. Um, I, I, um, I don't. Um, I, I believe that there's a range of outcomes, and we don't know um, how bad it's going to be and over what time frame. Um, you know, the the uh, the degrees of, of of warming that will happen because of the carbon in the atmosphere. Um, but the, but it's not just that; it's the whole of the SDGs and all of the different biodiversity and other measures. Um, and um, you know, it, it's it, we. I think we just all need to do what we can do to mitigate it and and potentially adapt as well. Um, I was going to talk about um, uh, the the you know coming back to what is our role as as good citizens um, and and how do we serve society? It's not just society now, but it's also you know the unborn generations. There's this um, uh, fantastic book by a guy called Mac McCartney called The Children's Fire. Um, and he spent time with indigenous people in North America, and they have a fire w w around which the elders will sit in council, and um, they will, you know, they will. Uh, the fire represents the children seven generations hence, and um, and and that's where in our society we've that you know that those voices have been completely lost from from our thinking and from our decision making, um, and um, so um, you know I think uh, it's. It's, there's there's a lot that we need to work on um yeah but uh, but we need to do something and, and we can do things and um an action breeds confidence as i said yeah, yeah. and you just uh, you just came back from a very interesting week uh, actually in a wood with mac mccartney did tell, did tell us about that what, what was that i did about? indeed i've been wanting to spend time with mac for ages because he if if ever you would um want to um uh meet a, a, a you know somebody who you would say the ideal of 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 an elder a wise elder then it, it is mac a very wise and compassionate man and um yeah we, you know i was saying to him how does because he's very challenging about the seriousness of this issue but he's also very positive and i said to him how how do you maintain your positivity because i think that's something that a lot of people are struggling with now mm. um and he and i said you know where do you get your hope and belief and he said well i'm not sure that those are even necessarily great platforms to work from he said but I, I work from the platform of um, just um, love and wonderment for, for nature itself because it is still here and we can still love it and nurture it and protect it and yeah. keep it as well as we can. And he, he made the comparison to, um, you know, a, a difficult parallel really, but um, with, the, the you know, a child who might be dying and we may not know whether it's going to die or not, but if it's the child that we love, we're going to love it the same whether it survives or not. Mm. You know, and and the same goes for uh for the planet and um so uh so yeah uh, i you know there's there's uh, there's a lot of work to be done um and and i think it's so important to um to maintain this sense of perspective that you know not to you know to 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 honor the seriousness of it but at the same time not to let that um deflect or let you know allow our efforts to be um to be you know held back by by that fear or by that anxiety or by that concern i think we've just got to move on and do the best we can and you know and the children seven generations hence you know we'd like them to look back and say yeah you guys did do your best you you, you were the generation that turned it around yeah 
yeah so so powerful stuff there and you're right you can get very gloomy about this it's easy not not you but anybody who's contemplating this we all can um and i think you're right that you have to do the best that you can each day for it and maybe we have we we you know make sure we enjoy nature every day and 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 love it as you described got a couple of minutes left to a commercial break but i'm kind of wondering you know for you what does being an agent for change actually really mean Mm. yeah it's interesting i was listening to um a podcast just a couple of days ago outrage and optimism i don't know um, if others listen to this a great podcast um, uh, with uh, Cristiano Figueres, who was the architect of, um, of the Paris Agreement, along with Tom Rivet Karnak um, and uh, and Paul Dickinson, and um, they had Satish Kumar um, on um, on their podcast, and and he was asked this question about what is an act, what does it mean to be an activist, hmm. um, and he said, um, well, there are three elements to it. One is the, pro- the protesting. You know that, that when when people aren't aware of what 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 needs to change, then protest is required. And he was talking about all you know kind of activist um, movements over the, over the, over the uh, over history. Um, uh, this the you know, common the common um, elements of, of activism. So the, to protest, then there's to, to protect to protect what you've got, whatever it is. You know, so conservation. Um, and then the third element is building. Um, and um, and it's interesting because we tend to think of um activism um very often as protest and maybe as conservation um but not so much as building and i that's the part of his definition which i really like so you know i believe that um leaders um well i think all humans you know have a responsibility to do something i think leaders especially have um uh, you know are in privileged positions to make significant change and um and and I, and as a representative of the coaching profession and in my own coaching um i can see there's su- just such a huge opportunity for us to um to work with leaders to help them to find ways to do that and to um and to and to take climate action so um yeah excellent so, so, so that's my definition of activism <laughs> excellent <laughs> well the uh well, I guess the, um, the, the you know the, there's a spread there, isn't there? To uh, yeah, I, I was just thinking about when I think about activism, I can sometimes think of those people who you know glue themselves or chain themselves to a bench or throw yeah. tomato soup at a, a Van Gogh. Um, it, it's it's uh, there's, there's a spectrum, isn't there, as, as well, to how? And actually, and as as Satish Kumar was saying, you know, we actually need all of those different types of activism. Sometimes we need people who are prepared to even go to prison to 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 wake the world up to what needs to change. And that has happened through through history, and people have lost their lives through through um, you know through that kind of um, activism. And there's always there's always been a need for people to to protect and to build and to grow. Yeah. And I guess we can all do a bit of all of those things. Um, but I know that for me, I'm not the one that's going to you know smash buildings in London. Um, I'm the one that's going to um, you know, to to try and build and and work with leaders, but I have so much deep respect for the people who have the courage to do that protest as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's some great stuff, Stuart. A really, really fascinating and engaging. And we're going to go to commercial break now. Uh, after the commercial break, we'll start to um, look at some um, some other areas, some areas that Stuart is involved in that may well provide inspiration and thought for you as you. Um, you know, move along this journey of becoming an agent for change. Whatever it is you're doing, whether you're working in you're an employee, working in a company, whether you've got your own business, whether you're a, a politician, whatever you might be, whether you're uh, working for a, a charity, bull organisation, um, we can all play our part, can't we, in in making a difference? And whether it be in the way that we choose to live, or in the way that we inspire others to 
uh, to, to lead their lives. So we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Stuart Pickles, and we're talking about how can I become an agent for change. And I'm, you know, I'm interested, Stuart, to also gain your thoughts right now as to how you get really clear about um you know what you what you personally believe in and where you focus your attention because actually it feels right now there are so many different areas where change is required mm-hmm. so yeah, i'm just interested in your any thoughts you've got on best you know focusing your energy for the best results really i think the the way i'd start answering that is you know what i think we we really need to connect or maybe the word is reconnect with with our sense of self and who we are um and and part of that is 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 reconnecting with um you know the people around us the people that we love and um uh yeah our you know the, our fellow humans and also connecting reconnecting with 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 nature with mother nature because you know these are the things that we really love when it really boils down to it and when we reconnect with that sense um, of love for 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 our you know our world and and for the people around us and and um, and and our own appreciation of, of our own existence, you know, um, then it's that it's kind of from that place that I think we can make this judgment. Um, and um, and the reason I say that is that you know there is this thing, this notion called the the myth of separation, 
which is that we are all living in this world where modern society and um, the system that has um, uh, that has evolved to where we are now tends to tends to separate us, tends to disconnect us from our sense of who we are. Um, we spend most of our times in offices where we have no connection with nature. We spend a lot of time on our own in front of screens, not with other people. Um, and we are so overloaded with um, information and to-do lists and, and goals and everything that we we even lose our sense of connection with ourselves and who, who we are. We're just doing stuff. We're not being, we're not connecting with ourselves. So, um, but it's from that place, if we can get to that place, then I think, I think we then discover a new sense of um, kind of um, what does it mean to be a good citizen, uh, a role model in the world. If if we were to define a role model citizen, then you know it's always interesting to ask people, you know, who would be a role model model citizens for you. And you know, we we, we most of us will come up with names that 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 you know, kind of the Gandhis and the the Mandelas and and the people who, you know, and obviously we look at them and think, well, crikey, that. They, they did things, amazing things. Surely I, I would never be able to do that. But the truth is that, um, you know, they are examples of what is possible. And more recently, you know, the likes of Greta is another great example. You know, just one young, young girl um, who just made a decision to do what she did and look how much of an impact she's had on the world. So, the, so this notion of, of possibility um and then but then you come back and say okay so what can i actually do based you know starting with where i am right now what can i do um what can i do in my home um what can i do in my community where i live what can i do in my work in whatever my work might be and whoever my work interactions may be with and um and also that wider macro system you know systemic level what what uh, what could i do there and and it's you know we now have this ability with the technology to um to connect with with um people and things and and conversations and projects and initiatives at a global level in a way that we were never able to do so before so i think that would be the way i would answer that and 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 then then from that place you can maybe identify just the things that aren't they may be a bit ambitious but they're they're also achievable from where you are now things that might just be well if there was one project that i could you know engage with i could and and then i start thinking about well who would i need to speak to to start moving together with that and we'll probably talk about some of how that's worked for me how that's actually come to life and some of the things that i've been involved with yeah i I would say i I would say that i i absolutely agree with all of you shared there but if i observe you i think there's two components to this i think it's um it's not just been what you what you've done but it's also who you've been who you have been being while you've done it okay Does does that make sense so I think that's oh, no, no, it's true. It's true. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm also um, I suppose that's part of the connecting with self piece um, mm. and connecting with nature. And um, it, it's from that place um, that that is that is about paying attention to to being and not doing. And, you know, I've had a, I've been lucky enough to have a mindfulness and meditation practice for many years and and spend much more time nowadays um, out in nature and um allowing that wisdom to um inform how i live my life um i'm still a bit of a doer so i i'm it's uh but it, it's 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 kind of um but it's helped me enormously and um and and gradually learning how to uh not to rush to do always but to focus more on being first and then see from that place how much more purposeful and intentional our actions can actually be and 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 more effective as well yeah fantastic I was reading um I've been reading a book it's uh, it may not be for everyone it's very very deep it's called the deep heart um our our portal to presence um oh, by yeah. John Prom- John Prendergast and uh 
I just I was reading that a couple of weeks ago, and I last week I took my I took three teenagers to a theme park, which could be quite stressful, actually. With three teenagers wanting to do different things, and uh, the theme park would be open for twelve hours that day, uh, so it was quite quite a long day, and I was on my own with them. But I took um, some wisdom from the book, and I decided that I would. I think it follows on from your point about from the heart. I decided that I would actually, I would actually be during the day from my heart rather than my head. So, if I, so you know, niggle, niggles about things that I might have with them, I would just let them go. Uh, and I just, I just um, made all my decision making from um, from my chest area, and it was quite profound. I actually had the most amazing day with them, and um, I, I got hugged by my kids more than I've been hugged by them in mm-hmm. years my youngest one who would never never he doesn't like to hug because he said he doesn't like to feel your bones <laughs> a strange one but he um he spent most of the day walking around with his arm around me and so something happens there's some some energy that when you you are you are being and thinking from your heart that uh mm-hmm. that sends out some you know energy and vibration around you that attracts people to you and uh so i, I need to practice that more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I think it's when you, I've got a mentor who who talks about um, how we can stay conscious and 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 avoid the, the tendency towards becoming unconscious. We come unconscious when we get into the doing, and into yeah. the, yeah. Uh, and, and when we can, when we can really um, stop and be fully conscious, that's when we can be fully attentive as well to others and people notice the difference. And it's lovely to hear that story of how your kids notice that and what a, and what a response you get back. And sometimes we, we, we might feel that other people aren't being so warm to us, but maybe it's because we're not being warm to them, you know, because yeah. we're, we're so focused on what we're doing. We're not actually giving the attention that we can give, give to others. Yeah. I suppose the, 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 the point I'm kind of making from that is actually, if you can, if you can, you do all of that doing, but actually you can do it from a, a, a being a place of kind of love and, yeah. kindness and uh you're going to have a probably have a, a bigger impact probably um mm-hmm. on on engaging with people so tell us yeah. you've been leading the the climate coaching alliance at a, a global world level um yeah. with uh, one or two other other um founders of the organization what are the what are the intentions of, of that and you know yeah. and also you should also say you know for any coaches listening should they get involved because it's quite interesting Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I wasn't one of the co-founders. Um, there were three co-founders, um, Alison Wybrow, who tragically died earlier this year. Um, and um, it's been um, quite a, um, uh, a difficult time. Um, obviously, the, so sad to lose Alison. And she was such a driving force behind the organization. Um, but um, we've sort of picked ourselves up and, and honoring her her um, legacy, um, together with um, Eve Turner and Josie McLean, the other two co-founders. And um, together with them and, a, and, a, and another coordinating um, kind of um, group, we, uh, yeah, what, what we're doing is um, the, co- the Climate Coaching Alliance, really we're about enabling coaches um, who uh, are passionate about this to develop their confidence and capability um, in um, bringing the, uh, the climate um, conversation really into into coaching conversations um, so that they can enable their clients to really step into their climate action and agency and uh, and you know that's not always um, an easy thing um, you know we're dealing with leaders in organizations where there may be quite a lot of resistance to this because of the profit um, imperative that so many organizations are still addicted to um, and um, and so there's but there's lots of really great uh, examples of people doing this and um, I think um, particularly the whole, you know, there's this question around 
does one actually um, uh, bring coaching? Uh, you know, should coaches have a point of view about this? Yeah. My belief is that it would. It, how can it be ethical not to? Um, and um, and the important it's important to have clear contracting um, and to but but I think you know we're, our belief is that it's inauthentic um, and, and in fact lacking um, uh, ethical integrity if we do not bring it into every coaching conversation and so um, uh, yeah we've got as you said two thousand plus members we've um, Eve and um, Josie together with Peter Hawkins have. Um, published the book that they started with Alison. Um, unfortunately, she wasn't around to see it, so be published. But we're having the book launch and publication on 29th of November. Um, so anybody wants to join that session, then that's there's a link on our website, uh, climatecoachingalliance.org. And we're also just in the process of planning our next annual festival in March. And so for the whole duration of March this year, we're going to be uh, we're going to be running. Um, uh, uh, sort of a series of, of um, keynote uh, events and then workshops after that um, for uh, anybody to get involved. And so anybody who's interested in climate and, and how we bring climate into coaching um, and anybody else for that matter, there's some amazing content. Um, so that's the kind of work that we're doing. And um, and I just, uh, we, the, the the Global Coordination Group um, meet on a Sunday morning um, because mm -hmm. we're represented all over the world at different time zones. The only time that we uh, found that we could all meet was uh, on a on a Sunday morning UK time, and so for me, it's kind of like my morning church. Um, I uh, it's it's um, it's such important work, and it and it's uh, you know it is we are really operating at a systemic level. You know, those two thousand coaches, um, you know, they all have clients, and so we're touching leaders uh, in the tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, in organisations, and um, and um, you yeah, know, so we are making a difference in that way. Um, uh, so yeah, no, very satisfying work. And this is um this is a voluntary organisation. It's not it, not it's, not for profit, isn't it? It's uh, it's not even a. It's actually a movement in terms of governance. Yeah. It's, um, it's a very similar principle to Extinction Rebellion. We're, we're not um we're not activists like Extinction Rebellion, but we uh, we have no money involved. We have no legal entity. It's purely um a movement. Um, really just enabled on uh, on 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 Zoom. Um, which is uh, and it's an extraordinary. It's been an extraordinary experience learning what can be done, um, just operating that way yeah great and so tell us uh tell us a little bit more about um your own company we've only got a few minutes actually but your own company you know leaders quest and sarsen and what you're doing with with those because because i think is interesting about you is you you have your own business and it's successful but you have a number of different um organizations that you go and work with or you 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 do not not-for-profit kind of work with and so you've got a real interesting portfolio yeah well um i've always Ever since I started, um, I've always um, found that you know collaborating with different people um, means that you you find new clients and and in different contexts and and you learn from people as well. There's always a great learning, and and I love working collaboratively. Um, Leaders Quest was one of the first organisations I came across, and who they've been going for 21 years now, and they do amazing work um, with um, you know all all of um, the famous names, uh, blue chips, and um, they work with clients all over the world they're really focused on social justice and and climate uh, action and initiatives and um they work at a systemic level as well in collaboration partnerships with people like ted um they um they they um worked on the ted countdown talks which were a whole yeah. load of talks on climate uh, over the last couple of years um and so yeah i'm going um in a couple of weeks i'm spending some time working with them with pwc actually working with their global leaders looking at um the transition 
um, that um, that society needs to work towards and what what their role is as leaders and and PwC and um, and this is the kind of work that Leaders Quest does really getting leaders to step back and and think um, in in that sort of yeah longer term timeframes and 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 kind of um, really thinking about disruption and and how to do that. Um, I'm also doing um, similar work with um, with my own business. Um, I have a small group of associates. Um, this year we've had a very exciting project with Langer Rock. You mentioned earlier so we've um put together a, a, a sustainability leadership development program which is um, running over a year which is um includes deep immersion into um into nature um that was working with giles hutchins who uh, you've, you've mentioned before um and um and, and also deep immersion uh, into uh, working with uh, people in in, um, uh, in disadvantaged communities, um, and working with Robert and Lockhart from Catalyst and Communities there, and and then bringing together these sorts of experiences, and then running workshops, looking at so, you know, kind of what is our purpose and what does this mean for us? And Langerwalk have gone through a major um, repurpose and vision, mission, values process um, as a result of their work they're doing on sustainability. Um, and um, and then also bringing in innovation and translating all of these kind of new levels of um, of insight uh, into really translating it into kind of concrete, tangible innovation projects, etc. Um, and um, yeah, you also mentioned SARS, and um, that's a different perspective. You know, the, that that works on the premise is that the uh, you know it's going to take a different level of thinking to um, solve the problems that created them. Um, and so, how do we raise our levels of consciousness to do that? And um, Sarsen is about um, currently about um, the Light app, which it's in the process of launching, um, which is about raising levels of consciousness through different doors into consciousness, um, uh, all, all different kinds of um, not just meditation, but um, you know, music and dance and food and um, all sorts of different stimuli, um, a kind of a one-stop shop for for um, doors into consciousness. Um, so that's a really exciting project, and we're piloting that with people like Accenture and Google as well. So, um, so lots of yeah, lots of um, different different avenues, and it's amazing. You know, if you just keep talking to people, what ideas bubble up and what things you can get yeah. involved. <laughs> Great. Well, I think uh, you're just you're probably listening to all of this, and it's quite overwhelming all the different uh, areas and projects that Stuart's involved in. You might be thinking, well, you know, how can I do this? But it, but ten years ago, when I first met Stuart, uh, Stuart had come out of corporate, and he was he he was a coach, and he was he was uh, beginning a, a coaching practice. So with that focus on on meaningful work, uh, Stuart has step by step uh, elevated his well his learning because he do, he does a lot of programs and courses and, and and a huge amount of reading and studying. Um, but by taking action, getting to know people, collaborating, he's now got this amazing smorgasbord of of projects and initiatives that are all having their own impact in different ways. So you know we're bringing Stuart today um, to you. I wanted you to you know to hear him and uh, you know feel inspired that you could do the same you could do the same whatever that is in your community uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about one or two more of the projects um after after the break and uh and, and bring that back as well to thinking about you know what, what could you do so we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes from the boardroom to you Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. 
Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Stuart Pickles, and we're talking about being an agent for change. And um, you, you all... You know, you all who are, you know, everyone who's listening to this, we all belong to some kind of a community, don't we, uh, lo- you know, locally. And uh, there is always an opportunity to lead or get involved with with local projects when it comes to, you know, matters such as uh, you know, the environment. And uh, Stuart, you're involved with um, Winchcombe, um, which Green Town, which uh, you you live in a a beautiful town called Winchcombe uh, in the well, where do you describe it in England? Is it is it, is it the Gloucestershire, the Cotswolds? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So a lo- lovely, um, lovely town. And I wonder, you know, what are your thoughts on getting involved in these initiatives? And uh, should we should we all be doing it? Well, it's been interesting, Chris. Um, we, you know, I, I this started with um, uh, myself and a couple of mates uh, chatting in the pub, mm-hmm. um, as we do, um, and um, uh, and and we all ha- had similar. Um, thoughts and feelings about um, and consciences about climate and we were all actually working on it in our work lives as well Um, and um, and we just kind of said you know why don't we start trying to do something like this um, uh, and and get something moving you know at at the local level as well Um, and it's amazing actually we so we had this idea what what of co-founders set up a Facebook group and um, we're that that immediately attracted quite a lot of people we're up to about 250 people now in a town of 7,000 so this isn't big scale but you know this is uh but um we yeah we we organized our first meeting we 
we thought we might put out a dozen chairs and that might be about right. And we ended up with over 50. And the next meeting was over 100. And um, it's amazing. Just, you know, every so many people want to be involved in this. Um, so many people feel so uncomfortable about um, th this whole problem and they want to be involved in part, you know, being part of the solution. And the easiest way of doing that is is doing something in in, in our own community, in our own in our own homes. Um, so um, and and we've you know we've just we've yeah we've we've since organised ourselves. We've got a, again a, a coordinating group that meets and um, and we've set up um, you know kind of project groups and um, we're currently you know focusing on two particular projects that um, uh, ones around solar how to roll out solar panels across the whole of the town and we're starting hopefully with a a um, uh, putting um, solar um, on the local school so that uh, as a sort of a flagship project which will attract. Yeah. Um, and um and so on and then also we're looking at a car sharing project where um we've looked at some other examples elsewhere where um it's been demonstrated that if you uh, for every car that you have as a car share it's you know it's equivalent of a zip car type of thing then um you can um you can take 100 100 vehicles off the road um because in these rural communities um so many people have an extra car just in case yes uh, but they use them so rarely so um so just you know those those are just but there's many others we you know there's a lot of tree planting initiatives uh, happening and um and, and all sorts of other um you know rewilding and um and, and nature conservation um happening as part of it but um but yeah just so many open doors and um and and we've yeah we've really got momentum and and actually the most interesting thing i've lived here for 27 years um and um and i've met more people that I didn't know through this than, you know, in so many other, you know, we moved here, we formed our friendship groups and then sort of more or less stayed the same. And we've, we've gotten to know so many more people and so many people have said, it's so lovely to be involved in a, in a community initiative like this that um, mm. unites, you know, the people, we all living our lives on zoom and looking, you know, kind of spending most of our times in communities that aren't actually in our physical home community. And people love the fact that we can come together and be together and, and do this work and have a common goal so yeah very um very satisfying work as well yeah one of the things i in this environmental area is we can go out and talk about it to people uh, however i wonder if we have to check in with our own authenticity sometimes around it too and have a, a separate project which is ourselves and yeah. our own kind of imprint and i'm i'm thinking about here the the story of uh, of Gandhi when a lady queued up to see Gandhi with a young son, and uh, she said, um, when she eventually got to to see him, she said, uh, you know, Gandhi, please could you help my son to stop eating sugar? And he said, come back next month. Um, so she had to go next month. She turned up again, had this huge queue to see Gandhi, and uh, when she got over to um, Gandhi, uh, eventually, um, she said, last month I brought my son over. Uh, and I wanted to, you to advise him on how to stop eating sugar. And Gandhi just looked at him and said, stop eating sugar. And her response to that was, I, I came I came over last month and you could have told me this, this last month, you could have told him to stop eating sugar then. And Gandhi looked at her and said, no, because last month, madam, I ate sugar. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wonder... How do we, how, you know, what's your views on that? How do we deal with that? Do we, should we also make ourselves a project too? I think is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, to be authentic I, I, with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I can 
draw on my you know experience and uh, and and perspectives around leadership i mean i think that the most fundamental principle of leadership is that you know you practice what you preach or you you know um uh, if if you're asking people to do something you're not prepared to do yourself then why would you expect people to do that um and um and so uh, and so in leadership so in life you know i think um whether it's in a community project or whether it's um you know in in coaching work or any kind of activism um i just i just don't think that you know your leadership credibility is 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 not going to be the same if you're not practicing what you're preaching having said that um, you know, I think we're all hypocrites to some degree. I mean, I have made a commitment and stuck to it now for three years not to fly, and I have no intention of flying again because it's um, it's such a massive impact in terms of carbon. Um, I mean, there may be exceptions for emergencies or family situations if if that happens, but um, you know, that's so I can be I can hold my head high and say I'm doing the right thing there. I'm you know we've put solar panels on the roof. We you know we drive an electric car um, and and all of these things, but you know, there's. I also live in a house that's probably too big, and maybe we need to think about downsizing. Or, you know, there's always. You know, we've all got things that we 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 can be thinking about doing. And um, so, I just think that uh, it's important to um, uh, to look at yourself really hard in the mirror and see what can be done. And and um, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's a measure of how seriously we're all taking it. I said earlier, I don't think society's taking it seriously enough. I think. I don't, you know, we also have to look ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, are we taking this seriously enough? Yeah. And if, and and what does taking it seriously mean? Like really measuring what our car, what what is my per, what is my personal carbon footprint? Um, and um, and equally, you know, in relation to the other SDGs, I don't want to always make it sound like it's about carbon. You know, what am I doing to help biodiversity in 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 this area or in or in the the um in in the nature that's impacted by my business? Um, these sorts of questions. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know you've you've been asking yourself questions about you know equality as well, and uh, no, it's not just been uh, environmental for you, has yeah, it? Social, absolutely. Kind of... yeah, absolutely. And um, and and again, you know, diversity. There's so much injustice in the world, and 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 one's appreciation of privilege um, is is something that um, you know deeply troubles me. Um, and um, yeah, I, I do work in that in that domain as well, and but um, I feel there's so much more still to do. Um, but um, but you know, as I said, action breeds confidence. Mm. <laughs> every little every little helps. So um, how, how do you? Oh, well, you only just got a, f- a couple of minutes or so left, really. Um, so I won't go into that question. But um, do you have um, do you have a, a, a book or anything that you recommend that do you recommend? What will that change your life that you would recommend to others to read? You have a book or. The book that that um, I I will normally sh- sort of share when people ask me that question is um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, because um, the 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 appreciation of what extreme adversity can can be like and and the indomitable spirit of of, of the human condition and how how to look at that that was really that really helped me to look at life in a different way and and. You know that the head of the title "Man's Search for Meaning." I think it really did help me with my search for meaning, mm. um, and and you know challenging myself to be more ambitious about what I could think about trying to achieve in the world. Um, and um, I mentioned the Children's Fire by Mac McCartney earlier, which is a, a recent book that I've read. The other one is Good Ancestor by Roman Krisnarik, and um, this is you know again speaks to that same sort of thing of kind of um, you know what what we're here on this planet now because those before us granted us um this privilege um and um 
you know, to, though they were good ancestors to us. Um, you know, so this question of how do we make sure that we are good ancestors, or, you know, for those who follow. Um, so those two books would, would be the ones I'd mention. Beautiful. Uh, and in terms of, you know, your meaningful contribution, uh, you know, I, I'm just fascinated at how that has elevated over the, the years that I've known you. Um, what's it going to look like in, then, say, five years' time from here now, the way the, way the momentum is, is, is going to continue to build? I think I think it will be more of the same, Chris. I, I um, to be honest with you, I'm if anything, I'm I'm probably going to be um, you know I'm 58 now, so um, I'm probably going to be migrating over time towards um, less paid work and more um, uh, unpaid work. Um, and in other words, you know, I, I'm I'm more about um, using my time um regardless of whether i get paid or not <laughs> and um and i'm i'm fortunate and privileged to have that to be in that position but no it's it's the same thing i'm going to be you know at, whether it's in my personal world in my community in my world of work um and in the macro systemic level i i want to be um doing whatever i can at all of those different levels and i think if if i can operate at all of those levels then i'm i'm looking back at myself with a mirror and saying well i'm 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 doing all I can do, and and that's got to be good enough. Um, and um, I hope that um, with that, I can look at the, yeah, I can um, I can look 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 at the eyes of those children, seven generations hence, and said I I was doing my best. Fantastic. And do you have and we've got uh, fifteen seconds or thirty seconds at the most? Do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with? Well, I think it's about you know getting connecting with yourself um and getting to yourself that place where you really can be clear about what it is that your role as a citizen um whether it's individually or as a, a, a corporately um and then think about those children um seven generations hence clarify your intentions and and then live them every moment of every day you know one conversation at a time one relationship at a time um one one action at a time one day at a time Stuart, that was absolutely fantastic talking to you lots of inspiring thoughts and i do hope if you're listening in on this it's giving you some ideas some thoughts whatever it is wherever you are in the world whatever age you are um whatever you're doing um about how you can maybe be an agent for change in your sort of sphere and uh so do, please do um think about this and reflect on it i'd love to hear from you if you've got any thoughts and ideas about it and for, for more information about Stuart, go to aimhigherleadership.com you can also go and check out climatecoachingalliance.org if you want want interested in being a member of that um it's uh very very good value <laughs> <laughs> and uh sarson.com leadersquest.org um, there's lots of places you can find out more information about Stuart. On next week's show, uh, we have um, the fantastic Phil M. Jones. Phil's uh, been an amazing guest on the show before. And we're going to talk about exactly what to say. He sold over a million books. Uh, and uh, his his uh, uh, the audio, he's got an audio book, was actually the most listened to nonfiction book ever. So um, uh, do join us next week to find out um, about what to say um, to make a real difference. You want to make a, a difference in the world. You want to make a bigger difference in your business, in your clients. It's important that uh, you find the right words. So do join us again next week with Phil M. Jones. And once again, a huge thank you to Stuart Pickles and to everybody who's listening today. You take care, go away and make the world a better place. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. 
Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.